everybody and welcome back to the Portsmouth Running Podcast. Uh, as it's been always so far, I am your host, Daniel Del Piccolo. Now the reason I say it like that is because in the future I may uh, get be joined by some co-hosts. Um, I've already asked a couple of people and I'm hoping that they're going to come on the show and uh, help me along with these introductions and perhaps as well with some of the interviews. Um, that brings me um, kind of swiftly on to the first thing I wanted to say, and that is um, thanks again for all the nice comments. Um, I know a few people have said about the audio not being particularly high when I'm asking questions or when the guests are answering them, and that's because I invested in a very, very quick and cheap um, starter kit to do the podcast recording. So I have one microphone which has, uh, or I thought, had a speaker at the front of it. Um, but as it turns out, there were some different settings I've played around with. And for this interview, episodes on episode 6, uh, I'm hoping that the audio is going to be a little bit better. So, um, yeah, take a listen, see for yourselves, and obviously keep passing on the comments. And, you know, it's all about getting the show uh, improved over the years, or improved over the years. Uh, b- big wishes from my part, but uh, I hope it does. But yeah, just keep the comments coming because it helps, it helps each episode for us to get better and better at recording them. So how has everyone's week been going with uh, with all the training and running you've been doing? Um, I hope it's been it's been good and uh, you've, all the training's been going well and hard. And yeah, I had did a long run this morning uh, on the South Downs Way. I went up with a couple of friends. It was cold, but it was nice. Uh, there's not uh, the trails aren't as muddy as they were, so it's good to see some of the water uh, leaving the trails. But no, it was a, a nice muddy run. Uh, we were going to tag on the end of uh, Queen Elizabeth Country Park Run, but unfortunately I had to get home uh, for various duties and stuff there, um, so we didn't quite make it. But um, yeah, we managed to to kind of uh, end, I think, pretty much as the park run was starting. So it was good to see everyone, uh, all the last-minute last, last minute runners, dashing off to listen to the briefing. Now tomorrow there won't be any long run for me, because I'm excitingly excitedly uh, heading to Birmingham to the National Running Show and I'm, I'm really really looking forward to it because I've wanted to go for the last uh, couple of years now and just something's always kind of cropped up last minute and although I think I had tickets last year I didn't I didn't end up going in the end so this year it was a definite uh, definite starter and more so because uh, I met a, a, a runner during one of the on the whistle events last year called Mike and he kindly um, gave me a pair of tickets and uh, said I should pop along. Uh, he's one of the organisers of the National Running Show and he assured me that it's a, it's a brilliant place to go if you like running, which we all do. Um, so yeah, so I can't wait to go and I'll, I'll be posting a few pictures. Um, perhaps I'll send a, a couple out from the Portsmouth Running Podcast uh, Facebook page and, and Instagram account. So, so look out for those. But yeah, if you've been thinking about travelling up there or um, or you are travelling up there and you do, do see us about, I'll be up there with... Uh, one of the guests we had on the show, Jason Skiro, um, do pop over and say hello. And of course, we're hoping to bump into uh, Rob Piggott up there, who's got a stall for the Believe and Achieve uh, Run Pompey uh, races and stuff. So yeah, it'll be really, really good. Looking forward to it. So before I start introducing the guests for the week, I thought I'd say a little bit about the hocker shoes that I always wear, because a lot of people come up to me during the week, uh, various people on runs or out at work who are running, and people are always asking me, you know, what are the best hocker shoes to get, and are they are they really good? What do you think of them? Um, 
personally for me, Hoka, there's no better shoe than, than a hocker shoe because I do a lot of mileage. Um, I'm really a big fan of the cushioning under the shoe. Um, I love the feel of them. I love the design of them. And I just love the fact that they were born on the trails and, and, and the mountains of France. Um, the shoes were originally designed to help improve people's running downhill. And, you know, the, the shoes have really taken off since then. And they tended to kind of, when they were first being designed, to steer away from this minimalist kind of like road trainer. Uh, and obviously hawkers are known for their almost platform like um, uh, uh, soles underneath the shoe so yeah I get on really well with them and the one thing I would say is um, if you are thinking uh, of getting a pair uh, a really good place that I want to give a shout out to on the show through my own experience is the Alton Sports stores that you'll you'll find in the area there's one in Gosport and there's one as well in Eastleigh which is the one that I use because it's close to work. Uh, the stores are fantastic. Um, they, they do stock hawkers. It's probably worth going in there and chatting to um, some of the guys and in, in the teams there that know more about the shoes. But yeah, my own experience with hawkers is, and this is a bit of my a story from myself really, is that when I first started running, I was just picking up shoes from bargain bins and just going to um, Sports Direct or just finding like whatever deal was online or whatever my friends were wearing, I would just get a pair of those if they were cheap. And it did me fine until I started picking up the mileage a lot and you know started running kind of the marathon distance plus. Uh, then I started having problems with the lower part of my legs and I suffered from a stress fracture in my, in my tibia and was just getting a load and load of issues like really, really deep down in, in the bones of my feet and stuff. So that's when I decided through a friend of mine who recommended um, trying on a pair of hawkers, put my first pair on and just haven't looked back since. And it's also worth mentioning that uh, strangely enough, the name hawker is people always come up to me and go, oh, you, you wear hawker one one shoes. It's actually not hawker one one. Strangely, it's hawker one one. I don't know how many people out there knew that. Um, it's I believe it's Maori, but it may not be because I've seen conflicting information on the internet. Um, but it's Hoka Oneone, and the whole kind of I guess loosely translated um, English version is means to fly over the land. So yeah, I love the style, love the feel of them. When you first put a pair of hawkers on, they feel super cushioned. Um, I yeah, I've just got on really really well with them. And shoes are very personal, so. I know a lot of people out there have like the shoes that they wear and the shoes that they go to shoes but for me it was all about the mileage I was doing and just having that just amazing support um, around my foot and especially underneath the foot. So the interview this week this was um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna it's probably the wrong words he's gonna say a difficult interview simply because um, when I talk to my guests beforehand I get a little bit of information uh, about what they've achieved and what they've done through their running and my guest on, on episode six has done so much with her running and she's achieved so many incredible results and, and things with her running. Um, my guest is Emma Jolly and it was an absolute pleasure to chat to Emma about her running. It was, it was, super, it was a super easy, super free-flowing conversation and there was just so much to talk about that I actually couldn't even get all of it in there. So a lot of the results and her, her race results and things that we talk about, you know, there was a lot of stuff left out. So she's achieved a remarkable amount of um, success in her running. And interestingly enough, talking to her, you kind of find out why, because she's really thoughtful about the training she does and that she doesn't overdo it. And she listens to her body. Uh, she doesn't follow any specific eating plans and stuff. She She's just very, very sensible and says, you know, kind of runs along the the, the rules of everything in moderation, which I think is a, is a, is a great uh, way to live by. 
and yeah emma was just super interesting fascinating guest to have on and it was uh, she's definitely one of portsmouth's uh i would i would call her superstar runners so um i hope you enjoy the interview uh look forward to speaking to you again next time on the next show and as always happy miles to you all So Emma, thank you so, so much for uh, coming over to my house, <laughs> accepting the invite to be on the uh, on the show, and um, I very much look forward to having this conversation and uh, and chatting to you about all, all, all things running related. <laughs> thank you for having me. <laughs> it's a pleasure. So um, just, to, just to kind of uh, get started with, um, would you tell us a little bit about yourself, um, obviously your name and uh, where you're from, and uh, yeah, just over to you. <laughs> okay, well, most people stop. know I'm Emma, Emma Jolly. Um, originally, I'm from Cambridge. I grew up in Cambridge. Uh, moved here with my husband Chris uh, 11 years ago. Okay. Also from Cambridge, so we both moved oh, down really? here together. So, okay. <laughs> so yeah, just us, just me and my husband, and obviously now my little boy Miles. Cool. Um, just down here in South Sea. Brilliant. And I was going to ask your your name is because a lot of people pronounce the name Jolie or Jolly. Is it how do you pronounce it? Jolly. Jolly. Yeah, so Jolly. It is Jolly. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, Jolly. It. But it's just got that little e in there. <laughs> okay, so it's Emma Jolly. Brilliant. Okay, brilliant. Um, how are you doing today? Have you have you actually been out for a run today yet? I haven't today actually. Friday is a bit of a run free day for me. Ah, um, day. Been up teaching spin classes at seven o'clock this morning. So <laughs> seven o'clock. I do with a seven o'clock morning class. Who goes to a spin class at seven o'clock? I mean, I guess people, loads of people do. But yeah, I get quite a few. They're quite a popular wow. class. I'm, I've usually got at least eight to ten, sometimes more. Okay. So is, that, is that part of a, a business that you that you've got then? Yeah. Um. Oh, I'm a fitness instructor. Well, exercise group exercise instructor. So obviously oh, okay. I teach classes at various gyms out in the community. Okay. So um, yeah, I teach a lot of early morning ones. Lovely. Um, it fits in quite nicely with the family routine. Oh, to I was going to say yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> we've had a quick discussion before this. And, uh, yeah. Everything fits around family life. I think. It does, yeah. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Um. Now listen, I've, I've I'm I'm going to shock you with this question because news travels fast. And I, and I didn't tell you I was going to ask you this question, but I'm sure you'll be you'll be keen to tell us the story. I bumped into somebody on the seafront today, this morning, while I was out on my run, and they told me an interesting story that you helped rescue somebody yesterday. Oh yeah, yeah. I was. <laughs> so I've, sh- I've shocked you with a question already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I that. ran out for a ten miler uh, yesterday morning. I get in after I did a spin class at seven and then just went straight for my long run. Um, and I've tried to keep my long long runs off road as much as I can mm-hmm. wherever possible. So I'm a big fan of the muddy beach. <laughs> oh, okay. you, <laughs> actually, get, you actually prefer to go over that. Well, yeah. I, I run around the muddy beach to get round past the thatched house up the you know different okay. path up the Eastern Road because obviously we're a bit limited down here in South Sea where exactly. you can actually get off road. To be fair, if you yeah, want to yeah. do a long run, so um, so I was down on the muddy beach. It was quite muddy, but a little bit slippery. But I've run it, and there was this woman just waving her hands just right up the corner on the beach completely oh, shocked me and she was like help me help me i'm stuck wow <laughs> so she was out walking a dog uh-huh. and kind of went around the side I, i'm not really sure how she managed to get up so where she, was, she, was. she was far yeah quite, she was kind of holding on to the sides around the edge along the bushes okay. along the side of the muddy beach and she just her feet just went straight in and oh, she gosh. was like you could hardly see her boots so she'd obviously managed to pull her foot out but mm-hmm. her boot was still wedged and she was completely stuck oh, on no. this little mound she, she said she'd been there for about 15 20 minutes trying to like get out and no one 
was around because it's quite early. So it's, 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 it's early, was, and then it's around that, but which people normally avoid, I guess. So yeah, uh, so I think the tide probably hadn't only probably been sort of out for about an hour or so at the most. It was still quite wet and boggy mm. around there, but um, yeah, she was out walking a, a dog around there, and um, so she'd been out there about 15 minutes so it's a bit of a struggle she it's a bit of a so struggle yeah um i don't think she had a phone with her so she couldn't call for help and she's a little teen, teeny tiny dog that's obviously not yeah. the sort that's was it trained. just kind of yapping next to her or yeah, was it yeah it, it looked like it was getting a bit fed up and bored to be honest <laughs> it was jumping around it was obviously quite light so it was wow. skipping through the okay. mud but we managed eventually i did think we were going to have to just leave the boot stuck in the mud um which she didn't really want to have to do, but I was like, you know, right, yeah, yeah. and we eventually managed to pull her out, and then eventually her boots. Um, wow! And <laughs> and did it affect your run? Obviously, you were stopped. You were um, now stopped for a few minutes. Well, I stopped for it took me. Well, I was there for about 10, 15 minutes, but I soon got back into the swing of it. It was only about three miles in at that point. So, so you, weren't, you weren't at all at any point tempted to say to her, "I'm just on my ten mile. I've got seven and a half miles to go, and I'll be back." <laughs> she to did apologise for holding me up. But I said, it, "It's fine. You know, I, I couldn't leave." It was a, a, lo- a longer step a run so it wasn't too bad to be fair that's so. amazing so she, she she was not only pleased to be rescued but she was rescued by one of Portsmouth's star runners so. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, almost like a celebrity rescue in a way. <laughs> brilliant excellent so um so you said you um you, you were from you're from Cambridgeshire yeah um whereabouts in Cambridgeshire did you uh, did you grow up well actually Cambridge itself okay. um so I have lived out in some of the uh Fenland towns as well but um yeah from actual Cambridge itself so okay what, what what's the area like there is it like similar to Portsmouth and uh... it's it's actually very different to be is fair it? when I first moved here it took me quite a while to get uh used to Portsmouth especially South Sea it's Cambridge is a bit more spread out Okay. A bit more rural, a bit more spread out. It's not as built up, and it's not mm-hmm. as densely populated. Um, wow. So you do have a quite a little bit more green space. And okay. I come from the edge of Cambridge, so I had the benefit of being about a mile and a half from all the lovely historical town centre, oh, the river, and then the fens and the, the mm. countryside on the other side. So, Which you obviously, I guess, made quite good use of running. Yes, yeah, so it was quite nice because, I mean, obviously you, when I go back home at Christmas, I always enjoy my runs down oh, the river yeah. along the backs of the colleges, especially early on a Boxing Day morning when you've got it Mm. It must be something so nice about going, kind of going back to the places where you kind of started running and stuff. Yeah, so I mean, you don't be... always appreciate it when you live there for years, do you? Exactly. And it's when you move away, yeah, you yeah. sometimes realise in some ways I was quite lucky but obviously you've got the seafront here so it <laughs> yeah, I, I really like that because it kind of almost divides the city in half doesn't it like yeah. you feel very kind of densely populated when you go inland a bit but once yeah. you get to the seafront it's really nice to kind of feel the fresh air and hear the sea and uh, so yeah quite different up. but flat both both very flat so <laughs> cool. uh, do you have any brothers or sisters that you grew up um, with I've got a sister yeah. she's uh, two and a half years younger than me um she no longer lives in Cambridge she's based up in Leicestershire okay um she's a florist Okay. Um, runs her own floristry shop. Um, she's not a runner. She's not a runner. Oh, sorry, <laughs> no. That was going to be my next question. <laughs> no, she's not a runner. Okay. Um, and where did, where did you go to school? Um, so I went to the Manor Community College. It's my secondary school there. Okay. So, um, and is that where you started started running, or was it um, was it even earlier than that? Um, I suppose when I went to primary school, we don't have the infant junior system in okay. Cambridge; it's just primary. So I think it was my last year at primary school. So yeah, uh, five, six, yeah, year six. Um, I kind of did a lot of cycling with my dad. So my dad was quite a big cyclist, not competitive or anything, mm-hmm. but enjoyed always enjoyed going out for bike rides. And I kind of um, joined him 
and used to go out on long bike rides with him. I did a few of these 100 mile challenges with my dad when I was wow. like 11, okay. 12. <laughs> well, 100 mile bike rides? Yeah, yeah, it's one of those, tried Gosh. to do 100 miles in sort of 10 hours or so, and we, we managed to do, do do a few. I think I did my first one when I was about 12. Um, That's so that was quite good. So That's I was, a long time on the saddle for like such a young, yeah, a young yeah. runner or, or a was, young person, yeah. I, I think first the thing about Cambridge, you kind of grow up on a bike, it's a cycle city, so um, when I walk and cycle, here if it was because that's all I know if I can walk or cycle somewhere you do because mm-hmm. Cambridge was just there's a lot of places where it's pedestrianized and only for cycles anyway so it just always made sense you know you just always walk and cycle so yeah. kind of brought up on a bike a bit around Cambridge so okay. so yeah got into cycling quite a bit and then uh, a little bit of running and then I think when I started secondary school, that's when you start doing athletics a bit more at school. Yeah, it seems to be kind of like a little bit more. Yeah, when you, know, you don't sort of really do much of it until you're sort of um, first year of secondary school and did PE and just, yeah, kind of flew so away you, with the running and yeah. really enjoyed that. And my PE teacher says, you should do this as a sport, look yeah. at maybe joining a local club. So <laughs> when it came to PE, were you were you quite always kind of quite keen to, to, to do that? Because I, I was one of those kids that kind of tried to avoid it and tried to hide in the library. and. Uh, um, <laughs> I wasn't sure what to expect. I mean, I always enjoyed the sport at junior school, well, uh, yeah, primary school. I'd always played on the netball team. So I was always a big netball player, did quite well on the netball team. I enjoyed doing cricket and hockey, all those sports. So I'd always enjoyed doing a lot of sport. Mm. Um, so then I was quite looking forward to doing PE at secondary school because obviously it becomes yeah. a lot more sport focused. Focus, so yeah, so it sounds like you were that. quite active as a child, then, like you know, 100, 100 mile bike rides, and then uh, well, bit of yeah, I mean, holiday wise, it was always we always did camping holidays, and so we were always very active sort of holidays. Always, always been a big walker, always loved walking, you know, we always mm. used to go camping up in the lakes, the peaks, Devon. Lovely. So, we're you enjoy the walkers. outdoors, yeah, I've always mm. really enjoyed the outdoors and being active outdoors, so. Okay, so so like in an attempt to, to draw some kind of timeline of your of your running, um, I know you sent me a, a lot of uh, detail about all your uh, like what you've done over the years, and it was actually incredible. I mean, it was a it was a it's a, it's a big list to get through. So I'm, I'm hoping I'm look, hoping that we can get through all of it, and you can tell us all about what you've achieved over the years. But but um like how, how I guess how old were you when you when you first became a runner or what what you would class yourself so as a runner? So when I joined my first athletic club, which was Cambridge and Coleridge mm-hmm. Athletics Club, I was 12, I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah, 12. All right. I think back then you kind of needed to be like 11 and a half before right, you could okay. join an athletics club. Um, I think they've lowered that now, most clubs, but I think back then it was 11 and a half. So I joined when I was 12. Um, yeah, and I've been running ever since. <laughs> okay. And did you did you have like a dedicated coach then, or just a coach that took the? Took yeah. The young team? So when you when you sort of when you go in as a young athlete, um, and I believe they probably still do that here here at all the clubs now, is you kind of do a little bit of bit of movement around different disciplines. So ah, you right, know, okay. so I spent a little bit of time with a sprinter. Definitely not a sprinter. Right. Um, I spent some time with the jumpers, high jumpers, long jumpers. Definitely wasn't a jumper. Okay. Definitely was never a thrower. <laughs> okay. And then obviously, because I'd done a lot of sort of cycling and stuff, I had that kind of endurance element mm. to me. So I joined the middle distance squad and um, became a middle distance runner and cross country in the winter. So. I wonder if the coaches back then knew that you'd done stuff like 100 mile bike rides. And- I th- yeah, I think they, they did. And they knew that I was still quite... I liked doing the cycling okay. and stuff as well. I mean, I think back then I don't remember there being as many opportunities to do competitions as a youngster in cycling mm. as much. I think that's come along more over the years. So 
a lot more opportunities. A lot more opportunities yeah. to do more in that corner. Of, yeah, cycling has okay. come a long way as well. So, so yeah, I think that gave me a little bit of an advantage um, with so, the running yeah. over the distance stuff as well. So, so how, like, I guess how was um, knowing like how far you've come with your running? What was running? What was training like back then for you as a, as so a kid? So it was primarily based on three sort of core sessions. So a couple of sessions at the track, and then um, we'd try and do like some core work and stuff like circuits and stuff and that was more over the winter and we'd usually go up for like a little sort of longer run on okay. Saturday morning sessions but obviously it was built it's very strict because you're in a squad and when you're younger so starting as an under 13 you know like like it is now you, you sort of you can only go up to certain distances up to certain ages and you, okay. you build yourself so up very obviously part one and stuff wasn't around either back then was it so mm, yeah. um it was 2000, I think it's popular in 2004, I think yeah, it was, yeah. so, and I joined uh, Cambridge and Coleridge in April 1993. So. That's, what, that's what you sent me. Yeah, <laughs> April 93. So, yeah, the part one wasn't about. Um, and and I, actually, my coaches were quite strict. I don't think I did my first 5K until I turned into an under-17. So when you hit 15, yep. you go into the under-17. I think that's when I did my first 5K Um kind of okay. distance right. um so it's quite it built me up slowly you know middle distances mm. and the cross country distances gradually got more as you got older as well yeah. so we're all the, I'm, I'm interested to know like we're all the as, as a youngster were the were the male and female runners treated the same way like in terms of distances they could run or were were boys allowed to run 5ks at an earlier age because um, the reason why I ask is obviously because the, the different distances across country yeah which is still in play and that, that, that's a, something I think should just should just go <laughs> yeah that's a big debate at the moment in the cross country world okay. for the younger ones um you know i can't remember with the boys and girls uh i guess it's good that they kind of held you back from running longer distances it's, it's to build you up gradually because mm. obviously you're 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 doing a lot of growing the body's doing a lot of growing so yeah. obviously you develop your muscles before your bones have had a chance to grow properly then obviously that can have implications on yeah. you when when you're older obviously as well when you're teenagers you've got all the hormonal stuff going on as well so yeah, it has yeah. to be and there are differences a big difference between male and females especially at that age as well um so yeah we did always do slightly different boys did always do slightly different distances more on the cross country though on the track the only track events i, I was middle distance so you could do eight and 15 it's the only diff thing i do remember is the 400 meters which was always a strained one um boys could do boys could okay. do 400 meters but girls could only do 300 meters so oh, i really? remember okay, i think the first go. time i could do 400 meters was when i went to again under 17 but boys could do 400 meters why before. is that but I, in I training just... you would do 400 meter reps and stuff this is the thing we'd it's all train together and we didn't yeah. separate boys and girls in training we all just okay. trained together so and quite often boys pulled the girls around and sometimes girls pulled the boys around so okay. So perhaps maybe like from an England athletics point of view, they um, when it comes to competing and stuff, that's yeah. that's when the distances get okay. Well, the lady runs from the competition yeah. point of view, yeah. Okay. And I think that is to do with the differences in body and the body development. Um, okay. Well, I know certainly from like an like an ultra running point of view, yeah. um, which I know we're not we're not talking about here. Um, you know, f uh, female runners are outrunning the male runners at the moment and there's no kind of there should never be any distinction in yeah distance. i mean same on the road obviously women and men run the same distances on the road so they really do a lot of cross country mm. so there is that de debate at the moment i mean i'm more of a longer distance runner so mm. i do do the cross countries but i do find especially some of the league races are only 6k for women yeah. i think the men do 
10k or something like okay. that i'd personally rather do 10k rather than 6k i, I think you know, i think you should do one day i think you should finish your race and then go and run the males course yeah the but they're still quite strict in in with the cross country so tomorrow i've got parliament here or this um, okay. south of england um cross country championships and um so like women we have to run 8k which is about five miles okay um so that suits me better than the the 6k right yeah so <laughs> being a bit, that bit, bit longer but i think the guys have got to do something like 12k Okay. So, um, still quite a big difference, but is Parliament um, Hill the one that starts with the over the big field, right at the bottom of the right hill, the and, and you literally up. go straight in, straight up the yeah, hill. I've, I've, I've watched that that start on YouTube before, and it's it's just incredible. The line is massively long. It is an incredible sight to watch. Yeah. I love um, watching standing up the top of the hill and watching the start of the men's race because I think tomorrow there'll probably be about a thousand or more oh. starting. I mean, it's almost a thousand long. Yeah, the line. it is. It yeah. is, and I think with the women uh, last there was over a thousand there i think for the women no just over 700 i think for the women last year which is good the nationals is a very the national cross country mm-hmm. is again even bigger so oh, really? the nationals okay. last year there was over a thousand senior ladies which mm. is 20 plus and there was oh nearly 2,000 men on the start line it was it's quite incredible to watch Gosh, it so well, but logistically trying to run men and women together actually on a cross country course to be fair it you that's why you've got to still do men and women separate i guess because yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. you couldn't have that amount of mm. people on some of the courses but um yeah it's still a bit of a debate with the distance um issue um, yeah well on, on, on it goes but I, I hope it changes soon <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um did you did you realize early on that you like had a natural ability or a talent for running um obviously you've worked extremely hard over the years to get where you are but did you find that you had like a love a deep-rooted love or an ability to to be fast under your feet or um i wouldn't always say i've been sort of naturally really fast i you know you do get some people out there that are just naturally really quick um i find i've always had to work quite hard to achieve what i've got i wouldn't Mm. say necessarily okay you've loved you've loved the running but i've I've really loved it i've I've enjoyed it you know Mm. okay Um, cool so that was uh april 1993 so you joined your first athletics club um and you you said you were a middle distance runner and cross-country runner yeah and just just in case like anybody out there doesn't know when you say middle distance what kind of distances are those because so I, I don't know 800 myself. meters 1500 meters are the, the middle distance uh, okay right distance, okay yeah. all right excellent so um so after cambridge and, and college athletics club uh i you did send me some details that you became the the county school's 800 meter champion yeah so when i was i think it was that year 10 and year 11 i won the you do like the county schools mm-hmm. um and i was i managed to win the 800 meters so i was the wow. school's yeah county champion um that's a turn. hard race isn't it because it's um it's a it's fast it, it, it's not slow but it's long it's long enough to it's long yeah because if it's effectively it's like half a mile um technically 800 meters yeah, yeah half so a, a mile so and you've, you've got to kind of sprint um to, to be fair these days it would kill me more to do that than do a <laughs> yeah. marathon um because completely different kind of um training pacing um but yeah that was obviously like back then you sort of you're limited really up to sort of 
fifteen hundreds, I think I was okay. year ten and eleven, so you're sort of only just branching up where you could go up to three thousands and mm-hmm. things like that anyway. So, so, you, so you've been tra- you've been training to that point for obviously for that race. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so you knew it was coming. It was a big deal. What was it like crossing the line and 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 winning? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, it was very close. It was very close. Was I had some good competition. Yeah, because okay. there was some other big lots of other big clubs obviously in Cambridgeshire. Mm. So and and I knew obviously being through a club run, I knew, I knew some of the other girls. So I knew who my competition was going to be. Okay. I just remember being really I used to get really nervous on the track it's something I used to okay. really struggle with like my coach used to say when I was on the start line it, mm. it looks like you're going to be sick before you start I, I used to get really nervous yeah and that used to you know um, yeah and that used to like you kind, of, you kind of almost spend all your energy before yeah, you before yeah, you start yeah so that yeah that was sort of hard and I think the year the first year I won it the, the school I went to it was probably didn't have the best reputation in the world it didn't have like okay. a great history of right. um running uh, particularly girls sport okay. and i think there was a lot of my science teachers and things had all been previous pe teachers from when my uncle went back to that school oh, really? right? so my okay. science teachers were my uncle's pe teachers and i remember that day there was about five teachers there watching me and i was like why are there five teachers because like we've never had anybody that's kind of got to the final that's got a chance of winning it'll be wow. the first time okay. so you had that, um, you felt that pressure that, as well, so i bit. felt a bit of pressure that day so yeah. um i was quite surprised to um finish first because generally i don't always perform my best when i'm under pressure even mm-hmm. if it's not direct pressure from people sometimes you get that subconscious pressure don't you yeah um, I, know, so I know what you mean generally yeah. i don't always perform too well when i'm under lots mm. of pressure to be fair i think i'm the, on the same way as well like if i if i start even on a training run if i start out with no pressure beforehand like yeah. i don't know the session's going to be hard yeah i find once the session starts and i'm warmed up and yeah. it becomes hard you're just in it and then and then you actually end up with a better result but worrying about things beforehand sometimes yeah. um just adds to a, like a little bit less of a bit yeah, of I'm a... trying to get better at that. Okay. Um, yeah, I think last year I definitely got a lot better at that. So mm. I, I was going to chat, we mentioned parkrun earlier and I was going to chat about it later on, but have you found like doing parkruns, uh, just that kind of like start at a parkrun, and I know it's a run, not a race, but has it helped you a little bit? Because it did for me, it helps, you know, doing a parkrun every morning and, and pressurizing just yourself to, to have a quick run. Yeah. It just helped me, like having those regular kind of Saturday, Saturday starts. In a, yeah, in a I think it does help to keep you race sharp as well, mm. if you know what I mean. So like particularly over the summer when there's not as many races, so generally yeah. most of my races are September through to June and I don't really have that many over the summer. So I think especially over the summer, it helps to keep you sort of on your toes, get that mm. little bit more, like you say, it's not a race, and yeah. I, I don't get the same adrenaline rush as I do. Oh, you don't? Okay. Not with a park run, no. See, see, I know see, it's I a park run. I do get a little bit. Yeah. No, because I think sometimes people on the old occasions when I have just kind of gone out and just relaxed, people go, "Are you alright? Are you injured?" Because I've not kind of <laughs> run far, and I'm just like, "Well, I'm not racing today because I've been racing like, for months, and I want to break up." And the behind me, it's like, uh, but I do. You do get that little bit of nerve, a little bit of adrenaline, but I have to say, there's something about putting the club vest on and the number that gets you then the adrenaline. Yeah, yeah that's okay. going but um it yeah. makes it a lot more real so yeah. i do get a little bit of nerve and it does just keep you a little bit sharp keeps you on your toes okay so was there any um was there any kind of like aftermath after after winning that race i mean did you did you get to get a trophy that was that sat in the school or did you get to keep a trophy yourself or? Well, you get you get like medals and certificates okay. and stuff to keep um yeah and you get to represent obviously the county team at sort of mm. inter-county 
competitions and things like that. So, so a bit, a bit yeah. of kudos and a bit of yeah. a bit of status and yeah, on, in store it gives you a little bit of a confidence boost. Every, you know that yeah. you can do these things. So no one can catch you. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can just run away from your teachers. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's about it. So, so what happened after that then? Um, so obviously you became the 800 meter um, Cambridgeshire County Schools champion. Um, was there any races that followed that? Like, uh, you know, kind of 1998 to 2000, I think you said you'd um, entered some more races. And... Yeah, I mean, I obviously the club, I did a lot of, you know, there's always leagues. So the club mm. is always in uh, leagues. There's always plenty of league um, races, um, normal general county championships, that kind of uh, competition as so, well. Because one kind of feeds into the other. If, you, if so You've got you... county schools and then you've got county championships do you have to well. qualify or anything to go into those or do you have to be of like first three places to be able to go up to the to the next level or, or can can anybody just go into any level i think um with the county championships like here you know when we have like the county track and field you know if you're as long as you're obviously affiliated you, just, mm -hmm. you have to be affiliated to england athletics and things yeah um i think yeah you can really you, you know, for county it's obviously you have to have lived in the county for nine months or more been born. Oh, okay right so that, that's the kind of thing i'm looking that's for that's yeah. the kind of thing yeah. oh, okay. so to represent the county i think you have to have lived there for nine months or been born in that county so right okay and be obviously affiliated to the right so now if you mm. were to do that you're, you're racing for hampshire i guess hampshire so, yeah. now yeah okay oh brilliant okay um, so tell me a little bit about uh, the English schools cross country champs. Yeah, so that's the first time I went to Parliament Hill. Actually, it was when I was uh, yeah I qualified for the the county schools cross country team several years and went to the English schools um, mm -hmm. so I was never like the world's strongest cross country runner I don't think I've won many kind of cross country races yeah, I think I've been district school champion and stuff but obviously it's a whole different kind of ball game you know you've got people yeah. that just generally are much better suited and specialised more in the cross country I've always used it as a bit of a, um, a training tool over the winter um because generally like the distances especially now they're a little bit shorter for me but i do mm. enjoy getting off road because yep. obviously that's better for me impact wise and it challenges the body a little bit more mm. it's it's, it's amazing just, how much it can quite yeah, a, yeah. It's not for, for me now on saturdays it, it can make a change from park run sometimes yeah. as well so i still get that kind of shorter like good bit of speed work there but in a sometimes um different way it's quite mm. fun it's a bit more team orientated as well the yeah. cross country so you know even if i'm finishing 30 something overall in the race it um quite often like me and the girls at the city of portsmouth we we've won some team events because it's you know oh, four to count yeah, so yeah. it's you know it's we've done quite okay. well as a team so you you often there's more of a team and for a bit of fun and mm. is, it, is it quite a good good kind of team spirit between, between yeah definitely guys, cross yeah. country definitely has got a bit more of a um it is serious but mm. um it has a little bit more i think it's a little bit more relaxed a little bit more teamy friendly yeah, yeah. So oh God, it's incredible how much running you kind of did as a as a kid. It's just it's just amazing. Um, did, did um did the running like and particularly the racing? Did it did you find that it had like any benefits or like uh, did it improve your life generally in terms of like confidence and stuff? Because you said you were nervous on the start line, and I think there's there's something really amazing about going through that, especially especially as a youngster yeah. and putting yourself through that repeatedly through through the mill. You know, you're really. I mean, it's a worrying time, isn't it, when you're standing there and, yeah. and you're feeling the pressure of the teachers watching you? And like, did it, did it, um, did it give you some confidence? Like, outside yeah, I of running? think it does help with your confidence a little bit. I was probably never the most confident kind of person at school, you know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think it does help with a little bit of confidence as mm. well. I, I find like even now as an adult, um, you know, with the pressures of life generally, and and 
you know, nerves of meeting people and going into social situations. Like I find just having the running there and you know that's there because it does obviously sit in our minds quite yeah. a lot during the day as runners. We, yeah. we are, we're obsessed with it. Yeah, you say. can get, yeah, it can yeah. be, yeah. It's just, it's just like having like a little friend there, just knowing yeah. that it's there and it's almost kind of like just helps you, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a topic of conversation if you're out socially and it just kind of helps yeah, definitely. Uh, a lot. So yeah, it's just interesting, interesting to know. Okay, so school life really busy running uh, did you did you actually get any school work done as well <laughs> i did everything? yeah no i did i mean yeah i did um again i didn't do amazing at school but i didn't do really bad at school so i think the running probably helped got that through a it. Bit. Uh, yeah yep. you know i kind of got average kind of grades i was never <laughs> gonna be a cambridge university <laughs> person you know but <laughs> yeah, yeah, i got yeah. i got decent enough grades to, to do yeah. what it was i kind of wanted to do really so good excellent Okay, so, so moving on a little bit, uh, you, you said that in 2004 you switched clubs and you joined the, well, I don't know if you switched or, or joined them as well, but you joined the uh, Ramsey Roadrunners Club? Yeah, so um, at th- that point when I was about 21, I think, so mm-hmm. I'd been with the uh, Cambridge and College for quite a few years and obviously I'd done a lot so of track. Training and racing. and Racing, just, yeah. and I'd um, slowly... Um, it got a few niggles and injuries from the track, um, which didn't really put me out for long. But mm-hmm. it's just, I just found that obviously that constant track work, that kind of stuff, and, and sometimes you do go through little dips. You go yeah. through ups and downs with running, Absolutely, and yeah, you need yeah. new challenges. And there was lots of, you know, I was moving out and changing jobs, and I moved, um, bought my first house. Obviously, came to being very expensive. I moved out to a Fenland town, okay. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. which was a bit closer to my job as well. Um, and I was branching more towards the longer s- stuff, okay. to be fair. And right. um, they did have a road running section, but for me, it was just a, a, a long trip round mm-hmm. to, to, to continue training. Some of my friends had moved on and gone to uni and hadn't come back. Yeah, that so kind it's of that thing. phase of life, So it's kind it? of a yeah. good time for me to move on to a club um, that was closer to where I lived and worked at the time okay. and also a bit more geared to road running okay. as well so a bit yeah, more, the they were yeah, stuff, they, yeah they weren't really a track club they were predominantly road and we did enter like a little cross-country league there as well so and were they very welcoming that, that, that yeah that yeah club? brilliant yeah because it was um a relatively smallish club quite a lot smaller than Cambridge and Colliery because it's quite a big club um so it felt quite strange at first but very team it was a great Mm-hmm. club to be as a team we did uh loads as a club we had loads of these like road relays and oh, right, um yeah. you know like you get marathon relays where you're divided into four you each mm. do a section and there were trail relays and oh, we did so, so we got the opportunity to do a lot more of that so it was very good way of doing a lot more road um so good, running good, good coaches there as well uh, yeah some good coaches there yeah. as well yeah i find with the running clubs there's um there's not necessarily Maybe maybe Portsmouth Athletics is a little bit different, but um, I have, I've never really seen any dedicated coaches. It yeah. seems more of like a kind of a team group effort. Yeah, I mean it was, and I think I came through and put a little bit of input in some of the coaching because oh, obviously right. I'd yep. come from a bit more track discipline. It's very disciplined. Very disciplined. Mm. You have a dedicated coach that looks out for you both when you're at the track racing and out of training life. That's the good thing about having a coach. You yeah, know, they yeah, can yeah. look out for you just generally. Um, so, but who was supportive of me moving on? Because he said, you are ultimately going to be a long distance runner. As soon okay. as you can start up in your distance. Yeah. He said, obviously the squad we coach is just, you're just going to just keep getting more injured. It's not necessarily geared for 
mm. you know the kind of distances and stuff you want to do anymore so you're already so, in your mind kind of prepped to go yeah so i i, I went along and okay. yeah joined the, the club to enjoy it so you, so you obviously spent a couple of years there kind of helping out and i guess yeah maybe... i was about there for about five years or so okay. and i only left there because we moved here stuff like, yeah okay. so. before we get to that though you um you did say that uh when you were at uh, ramsey roadrunners you won your first 10 10 mile race yeah, yeah. so we did it's a fenland 10 and they it was incorporated into like the cambridgeshire county 10 mile road race championship wow. and okay, um, right. that I, I, I crossed the line there first i mean it was and i looked at my time it's like oh my god i've improved <laughs> so much now since then out of interest I know it's not I think what I was like it was like something like 75, 76 oh, really? minutes. Okay. So I've improved like wow. almost by 15 minutes. 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. Um, so, but yeah. That, so you obviously you, you you adapted well to to that kind of distance. And, yeah. Uh, so sort of in my early twenties, I kind of moved from the middle distance up to sort of like more five k's, ten k's, and then like mid twenties, late twenties, I specialised more in sort of ten k's, ten miles. Mm-hmm. And then sort of into your thirties, continued that kind of ten mile half marathon, and then mid late thirties, <laughs> kind of going more on toward definitely the, the longer marathon, longer stuff now. So yeah, I've cool. kind of built it up gradually. I over can't wait the years. to ask about your uh, about your London marathon. But, um, <laughs> I was going to say like back then, obviously you said that you your life had changed a bit, and you'd kind of left school, or left college, and you'd moved and bought your own house. Um, in between, like all the running and racing, like. I guess it was it was pretty serious and you take your training really seriously um did it have, have like any impact on like socializing with friends and stuff like because i find like you don't want to go out on a saturday night too late because you need to yeah. get up early morning to be at qe country park to run did, you, did that kind of was that kind of going um, on yeah i mean um a lot a lot of my friends i've got were through my running club anyway and i right, just okay. you know i when you hit 18 i do remember at college um that's where i met a lot of my good friends when i went to college um regional college um we were from all over the place and there were a few times when i didn't always go out because i was racing on on saturdays or sundays yeah no exactly um but to be, yeah and that so kind of that yeah i did tend to socialize a bit more with runners so we're all kind of similar i do remember when we uh when i was still i think when we turned 18 there was a group of us in our squad and we we come away on a coach from a I don't know, away match on the track, and then we all got back. And then when we could, we'd all just turned 18, so we're like, we'll get our parents to pick us up from town. Then we'll all go and actually have a drink in town. <laughs> but that was quite nice. We all got off the coach, and the coaches were like, Where are you older ones going? We're like, We're going down the pub because we can now. <laughs> we ain't got a race tomorrow. So. <laughs> so that was quite nice. That's fantastic. Um, did you ever have to like switching the, the running? Have you ever like changed your diet or anything like that for running? Have you ever like gone into special like eating plans or like tr- or, like did your training change much for, like moving s- switching to the slightly longer distances and um I, to be fair i've always just been a big believer of just a balanced diet a varied mm. balanced diet i've never really haven't done a bit about nutrition and and stuff like that it's i've just always found for me yeah. just a balanced varied diet just nothing too okay. special and for me sometimes it's about the timing of when when you eat i mean there are certain things that mm. i always make sure i have plenty of fresh fruit and vegetables and okay. um obviously longer stuff you do you do need carbs <laughs> it sounds very <laughs> you do, sensible you do really. need carbs yeah. um yeah. um so yeah i've just always found i've never really followed anything particularly strict okay too strict i mean obviously like everyone i try not to eat too much 
rubbish food that the food is not good does it, for does you. Does that work? Because it doesn't work, doesn't work for me. But it do, I don't. I don't stay clear of it all together because I think. If you want it, have it. If you is want that, it, have it. Yeah, you know, yeah, a, little, yeah. a, a little bit of everything in moderation. If you just lived on salad all the time, then you wouldn't. That wouldn't be good for you either, would it? Cause no, that definitely wouldn't be good. Getting all the other stuff <laughs> either. So, yeah. So I've never really. Um, sometimes it's about the timing. I found the timing about more about when I eat. So you know, I can't generally eat anything sort of two hours before I run particularly a race so okay. yeah, yeah so I'm, I'm the same as well. I prefer like empty emptyish stomach yeah. stomach obviously mm. when I race I do try and have something because you're obviously t- racing at a yeah. higher intensity running at a higher intensity especially in the winter as well because it's colder you're burning up more naturally mm. um, but yeah just on general training runs I get up in the mornings and at weekends I don't want to get up super early because I do that every day of the week so yeah, I just kind of exactly. have a glass of water or a, a small coffee and then go out for my run okay. anything over 15 miles I'd maybe have a, a small crumpet or something an hour mm, before just, just to give you a little, little bit, of something, bit. Yeah. yeah but anything under 15 miles generally I find I can just as long as you've eaten well the day before yeah, yeah, yeah. and you get something inside you That's within a, yeah. that half an hour of finishing mm. um i think i think you hit the nail on the head when you said just everything in moderation you know yeah. you can you can have some bad stuff it doesn't matter yeah. but the reason why i ask is because obviously there's like a lot of focus these days on especially um runners that come from a track background there's a yeah. lot of there's been like a lot of eating disorders made made public recently and you know co- some coaches not all coaches you know wanting their athletes to just get lighter and lighter and lighter because it's free speed mm. but I mean, the health impacts that has is just is just immense. So it's really nice and fresh to hear that you obviously had great coaching and you know just. I mean, I think there was an element. I think probably if you ask my mum, I think probably when I was a teenager, really Elizabeth, young, okay. I think it died. She said you could tell that you there were certain things you went through a little stage where you didn't eat chocolate or do anything, and she did went really right. thin. Oh, really? And okay. I think so. I think to be fair, I think racing, a lot probably. of girls I think a lot of girls probably even on a subconscious level do sometimes okay. go through that but mm. luckily I didn't really but it wasn't, if it I wasn't... look at photos of me then I was like yeah I probably was and I did used to think you know you read all their stuff and mm. um but it wasn't coaches kind of saying to you you know Emma you need to get lighter that kind of stuff definitely yeah. not no because yeah. you hear a lot of stories of athletes kind of coming out with that yeah that I think my mum probably got worried and probably did just say to my coach what I'm a little bit worried about and I think my coach right, probably just okay. say you know are you sure you're eating properly <laughs> yeah. sensible, so they were quite sensible. good at like um keeping an eye on that because obviously it is something that is an issue particularly with younger mm. athletes probably yeah. so I think there's a lot of um, training going in to coaches do a lot, quite a lot of awareness on that and to keep yeah. a close eye on it's that it's good that it's out and it's um, yeah. you know, now a kind of a, to- a topic that everyone can just talk about openly and stuff so I mean, it's, I think it's probably normal that most female athletes that have been running for a while have probably touched on it at some point mm. and then well, when I when I first um, when I first uh, started taking my running a little bit more seriously it was about four or five years ago when I decided to make an attempt at, at the 10 mile distance just to see what I could do because I figured I was getting a little bit quicker and I joined mm. Strava and I was running more Strava segments and getting quicker, and I just thought, you know what, I'm going to go. I'm going to go and see if I can run close to the hour for the ten. Mm. Mile, sorry, for the ten mile distance, and uh, I, I did actually completely unaware of, of eating disorders and running and stuff because I wasn't listening to podcasts back then and I wasn't really aware of what's going on. Training on my own, I decided right, I need to get a bit lighter, and I actually for that race dropped ten kilograms in weight. Wow! Just simply through um, making my portions smaller, uh, not going into the snack cupboards, mm. and. And it's only now, looking back, that I realised just how stupid that was and mm. how unhealthy it was. And, I, and I've actually, because I started getting into ultra running after that, I have never really put that weight back on. So I've kind of almost dropped 10 kilos of natural weight mm. and never really shifted it back on. Uh, and my mom and my family were saying, you know, you look really unhealthy, you look really skinny. And I'm thinking, it's free speed. 
And yeah. of course, since then, I've realised just how yeah. how that impacts some people in such a bad way. And it was a really silly thing to do, really. But um, you learn, I guess. Yeah, I'm sorry, I think yeah. different training as well. I think obviously, I think now, I think um, most people that say you're definitely smaller now than what I was seven, eight years. I've never big, mm. but I've, I think now I'm probably, um, yeah not quite a kilogram but quite a bit smaller than what I was before I had my son Miles okay, yeah, so yeah. I have lost weight in the last sort of seven years mm. I don't know if that's just because of the the way you train and the well, intensity you're running more, right? you're running running more, longer distances yeah. doing longer distances running yeah. more teaching more classes mm. in between and just generally as well running around more yeah, generally yeah, in yeah, life yeah. so um, yeah and I think sometimes when you have children you do come sometimes think a little bit more about what you eat so yep. you know like obviously i can't tell him that he can't have too much of that if i'm then standing there correct you know yeah, so yeah, yeah. i'm probably um a little bit more sensible now than maybe when i was younger but that's just probably just general part of Mm. Yeah, it's an inter- interesting discussion. It's a yeah, I mean, it's one. It's one you can go down a rabbit hole in. I think. Uh, uh, really yeah, easy, it's, but... you know, what works for one person doesn't always work for someone mm. else. You know, I know some people that can eat a Mars bar half an hour before a race. I could, oh. I could never do that. It was just, it you know, it's sluggish, makes you feel sick. I couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, everyone's different, aren't they? Mm, exactly. Right. And it depends yeah, yeah, yeah. on the intensity that you train, how far you're going, what else you've got going on in your life and stuff as mm. well. So. Yeah, I, I, had a, I had a Snickers bar once in a in a on a really hot day in a hundred k, and I I was just ill afterwards. And it took me a long, long time to be able to eat chocolate on a race ever again. Yeah. <laughs> it's like having a bad alcoholic experience, isn't it? Yeah, that's the that's the thing. And the ultras is a completely different. Yeah, nutrition's to learn a big a big hole. Uh, yeah, yeah. But you may, like speak. I guess speaking of longer distances, it's probably a good a good time to break into your your two thousand and eight year where you took part in your first marathon. Yeah, I did my first marathon in 2008. So I thought, when I'm 26, I'm going to do 26 miles. Oh, really? Was it? Okay, so it was... <laughs> so was it went, yeah, I was 26 a bit, bit before, but then I was like, oh, if I can get into the London... And was it 26.2 months? <laughs> no, no, not quite, no. Um, so I thought, yeah, I'll give it a go. And to be fair, because everyone said, oh, I think you'll suit marathon running eventually. And I was like, but I wasn't really that convinced at the time, mm. you know. I was like, mm. um but I, I got the club place at the, at the time, you know, like a lot of clubs yep. get dedicated to so many places and, mm-hmm. and they had, we had two. So, so they selected you, did they? Out of, yeah, uh, I put a name in a hat. So everyone that applied for the ballot that didn't get a place, your name got put in the hat mm-hmm. and I got the female place. One of my mates got the, the, the male place. So, so you thought, that's it? Uh, Here we go. And, but I, I did train for it but I didn't sort of for me being my first one I was like I've never done this before so for me this first one is about just the challenge of getting round mm-hmm. and for the experience of it I didn't really kind of want to train to try and get a specific time so okay. it so was just draw a line in the sand let's do the first one see if we can get it I done thought if I can go under four hours for my first marathon I'd be happy with that yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and i don't know i can't even remember i think my longest run before it was probably about 16 17 oh, really? miles. Okay. That was the longest run i did before it um how did how did it go on the day then was I it uh, 354 good that's not too not too bad <laughs> yeah with, i mean with that training in mind and there's another 10 miles after the 16 mile mark so yeah um, do you remember uh, hitting the wall at mile 20 and feeling i found 18 19 miles with the the, the, the kind of crunch Tough. Yeah, okay. and yeah. I found that in the last couple of marathons that I've done, mm. it's that eighteen to twenty-three, which mentally and physically yeah. is like. I find when you get to twenty-three miles, 
it's just park run and you've only got a park run left mm. really exactly yeah park run yeah, left yeah, when yeah, you're yeah. 23 and i just think oh you've done the hard bit but i find 18 to 23 miles that can be hard of, really hard yeah, yeah it's the, funny the wall isn't it that people talk about i mean it's, yeah. it's the, the walls are used a lot in conversation it's almost become a bit of a cliche to say oh you hit the wall but it, it's a real barrier it's it, it, i mean i don't the last couple of marathons i've done i don't really sort of feel like i've really sort of hit it hit it because i think i've obviously better informed got more information yeah. i've got a lot more experience of running it was like 11 years between well, not uh, 11 years between the two London marathons. I did do a couple of other marathons in between. I've okay, never really have, done okay. a lot. Yeah. But between the, the London first time and London last year, it was like 11 year difference. World, so, worlds apart as well, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Where you've obviously been training like a lot longer and done so many. got more experience. Yeah. Generally, as a rule as well, I think it's quite notable that as women sort of tend to peak over the longer distances from sort of 35 to 45, that kind of 10 year bracket is when you look at the times. is. Mm. you can sort of see that that's when it's very sort of competitive women tend to be running very good times yeah, yeah. you know at that, over that distance so I think for whatever reason it's yeah. Was 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 London? Did you did you enjoy London? Was it? Because um, I guess back in two thousand and eight, um, I guess it wasn't too different to it is now. But it's no, really the busy. only difference I noticed was it wasn't as I was last year I did it in a championship, pen. Yeah. Um, back in two thousand and eight, I just did it sort of with the masses yep. so it was busy running it the, the one thing I noticed when you're out on the course um, when you go over the, the mile marker barriers mm-hmm. for example like at mile 8 there was probably like a handful of people or so supporting on the right, side okay. last year 11 years later it's like 10 rows deep of people yeah, spectating just, on the side so the spectatorship yeah. of it has grown massively and um, which I think that's what makes London really is is it's, it's very crowded running mm. London even in the, up near the front in the championship pen it's still very crowded in in terms of a running field yeah but yeah. I, so and that for me is not most enjoyable I don't yeah, yeah, quite yeah. so um, crammed in yeah, <laughs> to find it a little bit claustrophobic I like a little bit more space mm-hmm. um, but the crowd support you can't argue with that definitely you lo- you, you, you particularly love it. over Tower Bridge it's like the, the noise is immense because mm. I mean that's coming from someone that doesn't hear very well so the, annoy- <laughs> the noise was lift up yeah, lifting yeah. over that bit yeah so definitely wow. it's grown massively in that in that time so because I remember going up there with um, a group of Portsmouth joggers one year so a friend of mine had um um, I, I shouldn't really mention this he'd given me his place <coughs> of course I was running under my own name uh, yeah and uh, there was um, a guy when we got there he was putting in earplugs into his ears and I said I said, what, what are you doing and I can't remember who it was in the car um, I can't remember who it was but yeah so he said to me um, just wait and see because it was my first London I hadn't, I hadn't run it yet and he said he said the crowds the noise gets so loud with the crowds that mm. it gives him a headache when he's running and mm. I thought oh, you know, I, I quite enjoy the crowds and stuff like that but actually, I had a really bad day of it anyway, because I just got back from Australia, um, so I shouldn't have really been, been running a marathon anyway. And I remember thinking the same. I remember think, being yeah, about yeah. halfway and thinking, my, my God, the noise won't stop. It's mm. just, it was screaming from beginning to end. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just, a, just yeah, quite Yeah, funny. I mean, even over Tower Bridge 11 years ago, it wasn't, it wasn't as busy as it was mm, last year. Okay, so it's definitely, definitely grown a lot. It's definitely yeah. grown a lot, yeah. Okay. Do, do you have... Um, like maybe especially after the, your longer runs do you have like any post kind of like 
training uh, things you like to do like uh, little little like for me it's get home have a coffee have a bath I love it it's just the best thing ever uh, do you I have anything you go to for like food or, or anything um, you do I tried one thing I did find that really helped me the last couple of years is like, like coming back to like when you eat as well I find immediately after a race if I push myself and worked pushed hard in a race and done well I find I can't really stomach food okay. for, for about an hour or so right okay yeah, yeah. I just yeah, lose my appetite I don't really get that hungry but I know you really ideally you need to try and get something back in your system within sort of 20-30 minutes they do say that don't they yeah. and um, so I've sort of um, like recovery shake okay. so if, if I'm training at home I try and make my own mm-hmm. um, obviously when you're out at races and stuff I do sometimes buy like some of the ones that are in the bottles not yeah. all the powdered stuff but just the like, like a even a chocolate milkshake you know like the little yazoo chocolate milkshake yeah, that, yeah. that kind of thing I sort of pop something like that in my bag and try and sort of take that sort of 20-30 minutes mm. so I sort of go try and get my warm stuff on um, particularly when it's cold okay. so try and get like any damp wet kit off get warm that's clothes so back important. on to keep warm yeah, I'm terrible stop at doing the that muscles. so that's a big thing mm. I've noticed that was you know sometimes you just stand around and chat but now no I've got better because I know you must take longer to recover yeah, now you really need just, to look after yourself yeah try and mm. get any wipe down any damp sweat sweat mm. try and get any damp wet clothes off get your warm clothes back on and then obviously hydrate a bit of water and and then sort of 20 30 minutes after i try and have a little bit of um Whatever, like, yeah. know, like a, if it's a chocolate milkshake recovery shake or yeah. even if it's a hot chocolate from somewhere just to get that like a little bit of protein yeah. sugar yeah, just, energy yeah, back you in your system you lost, yeah. yeah and i've found that that's um, enabled me to recover better so when i've done that i've felt better a few hours after I felt mm. better the day after I've just recovered much better yeah. I just it's funny you should say that because somebody yeah. asked me this week just a, fr- a friend of mine asked me over over Facebook should I is it okay to drink a chocolate milkshake after it was specifically a chocolate milkshake after um, yeah chocolate's quite good yeah, yeah why not <laughs> some are better want. than others I mean yeah, if you can get some of the more sporty specific ones or even make your own up before if you can it's just keeping it mm. fresh or cool depending on the day or where you have yeah, where you've yeah, got to go yeah. but uh, that's what works for me um okay. but then you can find some people who can go and eat loads can't yeah. they or have a beer on or the finish line yeah. what is that about yeah oh. i don't think i could quite do do that but i have found like a couple of hours later if you sort of like oh, absolutely going for pub lunch or something oh, if yeah. it's a long race somewhere i work further away and you make a bit of a day out of it mm. you know just having a yeah. half a pint um and like i do sometimes if i haven't eaten after a race or after a 50k or something yeah. like, like in december if i go to the pub it's one beer and i'm finished I don't need to buy any more after that. Yeah, <laughs> but it has got stuff in it. They do say can help aid recovery. It just depends yeah. on the individual, I yeah. think. Yeah, doesn't it? What? It's a bit of experimenting. I think that's why over the years I've managed mm. to get a bit stronger and better at running because it can take that a bit of time for you to find out what works best for you, yeah, what doesn't. Yeah. And that's probably why traditionally as we get older, we all tend to migrate more longer and get better at the longer yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. It, good advice, it, yeah. it can take a long time to master exactly what works for you and what, what doesn't. Mm. Well, I think after a long run for me, I'm, for some strange reason on the weekends, especially after after maybe a back-to-back long run, um, I crave uh, Guinness West Indies Porter, which is a lovely kind of thick, it's not as thick as a stout, but it's, yeah. um, it's a really thick, flavoursome, dark ale and I don't drink alcohol that's the only alcohol I drink is yeah. that one beer um, and I love it absolutely love it I just my body craves it it must have iron in it or something I don't know a weird thing that my body craves like a couple of hours after or in the evenings um, 
a diet coke oh really there you go <laughs> i don't like yeah, to yeah, eat yeah. the sugar thing or something mm. and i don't drink lots of uh fizzy drinks i can't stand like normal coke but like yeah. coke max or diet coke i do get a bit of a real craving for something yeah, like that yeah. as well it's your body so, telling you something yeah I think it's, it's usually a few yeah. hours after so yeah. if i'm going on a race that's a long like if i was doing the london it's a full day trek i'd usually put like a little milkshake recovery shake in and a can of <laughs> Diet Coke. Yeah. Coke is great during, during a race for me. A, a, a Coke is great, and the, the the sound of this is horrible. But during a race last year, over from it was the CCC over at the UTMB week, um, I literally kept filling my bottles up through the entire twenty three hours of full fat Coke. Really? <laughs> yeah, because I'm I, well, it wasn't through the entire race, but I got ill halfway through, and uh, yeah, it was about it was about fifteen sixteen hours. I was drinking full fat Coke. My teeth felt horrible. Yeah, I see, I can't. Yeah, it, one, was, I cannot. it was disgusting. But it, it kept me going and, and got me to the finish line. So, um, Emma, um, you moved to Portsmouth in two thousand yeah. and nine, and you, you you alluded to this fact um, earlier. You moved over. You moved down with Chris. Yeah. And um, tell me a little bit about the South Sea Pirates because you you emailed when me. When I first moved down here, it takes a while, doesn't it, to find out what clubs there are. Yeah. Or, and, and yeah. We didn't realise how long we'd be here for anyway, so I still kept with my old club for a little while and I was running down the seafront and there was like a little poster about some little South Sea Pirates a little social running group I don't think it's still going now it was no I, I looked it up and I, was, I couldn't I find it I don't think it's still going it was just like a guy and um, just a, f- a few of us were a little small group of people just running mm. um, but then I think we all kind of just carried on ourselves and okay so it was just like a little yeah, informal group lot, yeah and it kind of got my foot in the door to kind of find out what else is out there and get yeah. to know the area you know yeah. they could yeah. show me some good places to run that kind of thing so oh, that's good so it was, it was good for that then yeah, yeah getting you in I touch with runners carried on running on my own a bit really sort of to and then you joined baffins foot club shortly after that yeah well, i can't remember when baffins started now um it's some, been. Some it was. It was a few years. I've. I've been down here a few years. I think before Baffin okay. started. I think. So you're running with Southie Pirates for a while, and then yeah, when Baffin with, with people and just generally sort of yeah. on my own a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Baffin's Foot Club are like the most distinct running group in Portsmouth because they have their their luminous green yeah. tops. I see them everywhere. <laughs> lots of now a great club. Really yeah. lovely, friendly, and very they are, motivated, very nice. enthusiastic, very supportive of each other. It's it's brilliant and mm. some of the achievements that people have achieved there have been amazing you yeah know, it's, a, so. it's a it's a fast really fast growing club lots of members it um, has now. i see their training runs i follow a few of um, the baffins club uh, members on twitter and instagram and i'm always i always see them out training yeah. every night and yeah, yeah very really good. very good social running community there mm. baffins and where, where, where are they based then where do they do most of their runs is it is they, they're based from um baffins community center down in ah, west so over road okay, so right. on monday nights but i think where it's grown so much there's lots of groups and people just uh, okay. uh people just put post up and just say i'm going out does anyone want to join me i'm fancy a run on the seafront mm. 10 mile you know there's lots of little subgroups as well now that and yeah. it's, did you get to help them out there a little bit with obviously your, all yeah, your experience that, you came in with? Yeah, I them for, for a little bit there as well and yeah. Must have been their, their, their fastest runner that had us. I think yeah, well, there was sort of like a little group of us on Monday um, we were known as like the faster ones but okay. um, sort of just but it's nice to have isn't it like a lot of i think a lot of people these days shy away from speaking about like speed and stuff but i think it's like it's something that should be celebrated and stuff as well as people who are just starting running or maybe people who are never going to be fast um it's just as equally important to have those people in a club to for the for people who want to be that fast or people that that are training to get a little bit better just to 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 learn from and, and and run against you know 
So I know when I run at work, it's nice to have people, you know, if you're doing an interval session, it's nice to have people ahead of you who, yeah, are, who chase, are much quicker. Yeah, to isn't it, rather yeah. than being the yeah. it's really, person it's really setting good. the pace all the time, yeah. Yeah, it must, must have had a nice nice, good impact on a lot of people's running over there. Um, was it easy to kind of socialise in the, in the city when you first moved down? I mean, it, I found it a little bit difficult to start with, but obviously um, just trying to get back into work and mm. obviously like I didn't have children when I moved down here so yeah. it's, you know and it's completely different so it did take me a little while to be fair and, but the honest. running helped did it too. but I think the yeah. running definitely helped it, yeah gets you gets you out there um, and also I think like we I did enter a lot of few little local races you know did mm. end up you know I said to my husband I'll enter a few races keep me on my toes until I find out what I'm going to do you yeah, know yeah, keep yeah. me I'll find if I've got an event to aim for it, it keeps you motivated, it yeah. keeps you going, especially when you do a lot of training on your own. I think you, do, you do need yeah. something ahead to mm. kind of aim for. To it's try. hard to get out and do those interval sessions, so if you know you've got something coming, it's easier, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, interval sessions, speed work are definitely the longer, easier runs are, are not so bad. It's the mm. interval speed kind of sessions that are particularly tough, yeah, more you, mentally than physically yeah. sometimes, yeah, to be absolutely. fair. And it's amazing, like the, the short jog you do you do before you start a session like that, you always just think because you I know it's coming. just carry on jogging here yeah, rather you know than doing exactly the session, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Very interesting, very interesting. Um, so in 2012, um, you had miles, you and Chris yeah. had miles, yeah. Um, that must have obviously had an impact on on your training and running for a while but you, you you'd said that you'd um been running up to 36 weeks yeah i managed to do well i remember because i don't south sea park one wasn't around back then was it so it's quite it wasn't 2012 i think it started when he was about a year i think i should know this yeah, but i don't <laughs> i think yeah it wasn't but haven't did have one haven't, yes. haven't been going for longer so um yeah, I even got my husband out running with me part one. So we used to be fairly regular at Haven't okay. when we yeah, yeah. discovered when Haven't A lot of Portsmouth runners used to go up there. For, yeah, for so that, we yeah. used to take the drive up there and then go up for walks afterwards. And and then, you know, I did... I remember turning up and I was 36 weeks and they were like, the volunteers are like, are you volunteering today? And I was like, no, I was going to give it a go. <laughs> 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 well, when I say what? running, I was probably yeah. more plodding, probably. Yeah, more, yeah, but yeah. I was, uh, And then actually, I... I I think I was uh, the only bit it really hit me then that I think this is the point I need to maybe stop running a little bit is the downhill bit obviously my bump was so big I couldn't see my foot and when you're going downhill <laughs> really? that, that gravelly yeah. hill I haven't part them and I was just like so this is not gonna but work I managed yet. to do it and then they said is that it now you're just going to volunteer so for the next few weeks um, my husband ran it but I, I was okay. on the volunteer list so I did a lot more volunteering but I did still go out for a couple of little jogs okay. so I think my last Technically, my last jog was about 38 weeks. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> but it was yeah. more jogging as opposed to like running. And then I dropped, um, obviously dropped a couple of sessions and replaced those with swimming. Okay. Um, so I was doing a bit more work in the pool and just walking and cycling mm. around as always. Yeah. Did my last spin class, I think, at 38, 39 weeks. <laughs> wow, okay. So, right. But I was just like literally sitting on the bike. I wasn't. Nothing's going to keep you away from the training here, but. No, it just kept me going, just kept me going. Pilates was the hardest thing. So obviously, not being, not being able to lie on my tummy or do much. Or, mm. um, so that was the hardest one to keep going with, but I did as okay. much as I could. So just to keep as strong and active as you could. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously, like Miles obviously came along and uh, it was delivered. Um, and I'm sure that you were keen to get back to running quickly, obviously, knowing what a big part of your life it was yeah. and stuff. And uh, so it was um, It was only like a matter of weeks, you said, before um, you were back. Well, I noticed the, I'd done like pre and post, where well, I'm a fitness instructor, I did do my pre, postnatal 
exercise qualification okay. a few years before. Um, so I used to get asked all the time. In, you oh, know, that's I used to get a okay. lot of pregnant ladies to my classes, and one of the gyms I was the only female, so people automatically come and ask females about, mm. oh, pregnant ladies, shall I carry on training? Blah blah yeah, blah. Yeah. So I did the course, so I knew exactly what you should and shouldn't do at what stage. Okay. Um, but obviously, it's very tricky because it depends on what you've been doing before, what level you've been at in exercise mm. and sport before. Um, so I had that knowledge behind me, which helped me to train, and I I knew generally you shouldn't really go back to running until at least six to seven weeks until you've got past mm. that first six week stage. How do you okay. six week check all that kind of thing? To, to be honest, I, I you know I got out and done a lot of walking and stuff like that, and it's just probably like some of the longest sort of constant block I've had up to, to be yeah, fair. Yeah. So I was getting a bit itchy feet, and it was tempting to go back a bit. But I remember reading a lot of stuff from Paula Radcliffe mm. and Joe Pavey. Okay. They've always been people that I've always aspired to, okay. and found very relevant. Obviously, they've mm. moved up in exactly the same way as I have. Track cross country, you slowly moved up to the longest. So you were well read, and they've had yep. children. And I know they're obviously at a very elite level, but actually they offered some very good advice for people wanting to train brilliant okay so for anybody else out there listening so i learned a lot of lessons from paula i think she went back within that six weeks and ended up because it doesn't allow time for your hips to kind of go back properly so you know Mm. and i think she then ended up getting more injured and then happened to have three months out as opposed to just having that six or seven weeks out so i thought as tempting as it is i'm gonna stick to the guidelines and just enjoy just enjoy a few few weeks off actually yeah, to refresh yeah. the mind yeah it's probably, the probably good isn't it yeah um and i was breastfeeding and stuff as well anyway so to be fair i didn't actually feel sleep deprivation yeah i didn't yeah. really feel like doing too much running to be honest anyway so yeah. no interval sessions at all for a long for a long period no so. it took a while to get back into those once yeah. i did start running it was more longer steadier sort of running yeah. as opposed to the, the shorter sharper stuff and obviously, like having having a child, like I've got two kids myself, and um, it really does impact time, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. time becomes really precious and fragile. And I'm lucky I get to use my hour at lunchtime during the week at work every day, so I've got I've got a job that allows for it. Um, but yeah, it really does impact yeah. you. And obviously, running with clubs and stuff becomes difficult because their their yeah. running times are close to bedtime routines and, and tea time. It becomes really hard. Yeah. yeah. So how did how did you how did you just manage all that? Did you just run when you could? Yeah. So it, that's the thing. You have to be a bit flexible. Mm. You know? So if you want to, it's about training smarter. I think as well. So I knew that you can't always stick to a set routine because obviously their routines can change. Which yeah. Like their true. feeding times yeah, can yeah. change. So. I kind of took a bit more of a flexible approach to it and just made sure that when I do train, obviously I'm not going to be able to train as often, but when I do train, train smarter. So yeah, yeah. more intense, train smarter. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, yeah. picking, I'm picking up a lot of that. Like you've been really you've been really careful, well-read and smart about how you've kind of approached your different phases yeah. of life. And, it's and go with how you feel sometimes yeah. as well. Yeah. That's it. So, so it was a bit of a mixture. Hmm. Um, have you have you managed to persuade Miles to join you for any runs yet? <laughs> now that um, he's, a bit older. he's done a few park runs actually because we. You've come down to junior park run, haven't he's, you? He's been he's done yep. surprise. I was, I was surprised at how many he did last. The last one he did was park run number twenty three. I didn't. Wow, I hadn't aware right, that he'd okay. done as many as that. Yeah. Um. At the moment, he's not. He does. He doesn't mind a bit of running, but mm-hmm. he's definitely more of a. He's doing football at the moment, but I think okay. I think he enjoys it to a degree, although he's wants to specialise more in scooting and wants to try and be ah, a professional right. scooter 
and okay. um, or border and um, yeah and parkour he likes all that kind of jumping right. parkour that which is really good I don't fascinating stuff that really yeah, is yeah <laughs> there is a lot of running and climbing he's a very, he's been a very good climber jumper mm. he's quite springy um, so I think he's going to gear more towards that kind of side of sport mm, but he, do, he does like doing the part one yeah. at the minute where he's doing football at the moment it kind of yeah. clashes with junior part one on a Sunday but when it's cancelled he'll be like oh well, I'll do junior part one today instead because they need to burn yeah, that energy yeah. off don't they and obviously his, his, his name Miles has nothing to do with uh, running miles yeah? <laughs> no everyone asks that I yeah, don't yeah. know it's a bit of a coincidence actually Co- yeah, but yeah. we just kind of we, we, we kind of narrowed it down sort of two or three mm. names and then in the end we both agreed with that one Love so I think it. I kept a little running journal through my pregnancy I was, I was lucky I had a good pregnancy that enabled me to keep running I guess um, I think I clocked over 600 miles whilst I was pregnant <laughs> so really? yeah on top of teaching classes That's and amazing, swimming and yeah. walking around yeah. and stuff and so. I guess you're always open for for runners out there who may be pregnant or going through pregnancy or yeah or sometimes about you used to get dodgy looks and sometimes you used to get remarks <laughs> and get disgusting I think it's so disgusting that you're running when you're pregnant you know and, um some people wow. argue for it I think it depends on the background of the individual yeah it does doesn't it yeah I mean people yeah. are people are people aren't they you, you're always going to get people who approach you in a social situation yeah. you know aggressively or some people are nicer it's yeah, just there's people. no set rule really with training especially over longer distances everybody is different and what yeah. works for some person won't necessarily work mm. for someone else that, that's yeah. the problem there's you know, no right answer so yeah. there's yeah. sort of guidelines you know mm. but uh, as opposed to actually everybody doing exactly the same thing that can't work like that yeah. for everyone so so after miles you um you know kind of like looking at the 20 kind of 2012 to 2016 period um you you'd let me know that you'd run like various 5ks and you'd continued in doing some marathons as well yeah um and out with your buggy you said as well doing well, a bit of buggy running well this is it I just found doing your speed sessions and stuff quite tricky because obviously he's always with me and obviously you can do certain speed sessions with the running buggy but they're not as easy yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's probably why my I didn't really do too much speedy stuff and I just thought actually I'll do have a go at some more marathons because it's a uh, you know a bit longer um, yeah. manageable with the buggy man- with the training a bit easy with the, mm. with the buggy and then obviously part run down in the south seat came along yeah. Um, so that enabled me to, to sort of I use that to kind of get back into my speed and that a little bit because again nice, it was per- it's a perfect course for running with buggies yep. and sort of just exposing him to sport, fitness, healthy lifestyles that kind Brilliant. of thing. I think if they're exposed to it from a young pa- age, park runs a win. It's a gigantic just, win for they everybody. They just grow up thinking it's part of normal life, exercise. And, yeah. yeah. And, so. and you'd had loads of success. Like uh, you said that you'd won the pieces of eight race quite a few times. Yeah, and it feels like the local races and stuff again. Yeah. It was just logistically, it was easier just to keep yeah. things more local and straightforward when you got building a, a name for yourself a little, a little bit while. and people getting to know and you. And just building and, up your confidence mm. and stuff. And I sort of did them more for personal, uh, setting myself yeah. personal little goals. Yeah. Um, so I didn't really go out there to try and do them to win them. I was just like, I want to try and do them to see if I can better my times and it just happened to be that yeah. it was good enough to, to win. So. Yeah, yeah. You, that's, a, that's a thing, Like I've, I mean, I don't know you very, very well, but I know you through the running community and, and one thing that's apparent is that you're not out there aggressively to win anything. You're just, you always look like you're enjoying yourself and running yeah. within yourself. And I just try and have like my own little kind of target. Yeah. And um, it's a healthy way often to be. if I can get to that target or get close to that target sometimes it gets me nowhere in some races particularly some of the Hampshire road race leagues you know yeah, they're yeah, very yeah. competitive you get some very good girls there some races it's more than good enough to get your first position so mm. it's it's more for mm. me it's about like you know obviously it's nice to win everyone yeah. likes to win but yeah. it's more but it sounds about like you, you kind of keep you keep 
your wins and even maybe some disappointments just enclose yourself you put it away you learn you, you move learn, on you learn from yeah. them don't you and yeah. adapt and yeah that's yeah. brilliant i think it's really really great um so um you also um have done a few duathlons in that and that is that that's cycling and running yeah, yeah. The, the run bike run well yeah. i thought i'd give something a little bit of a different you've got about two and a half and you know you feel a little bit of a rut every now and again you have ups and you have downs if you're running and sometimes that's a mental thing as well so sometimes you need to you, you go through little stages mm. um kind of been through that the last few months a little bit more to be fair you know you need like a new challenge um yeah and wasn't always feeling as confident about yourself you know so i thought i'd enter something just a little bit different for a bit yeah. of fun didn't expect to do very well in them at all to be fair <laughs> yeah, yeah. and so i ended up doing a lot better than i could ever have imagined in those <laughs> and that kind of clarified to me that i am obviously still a much stronger runner than a cyclist and i obviously do still want to be Mm. I do still miss that competitive because I kind of had a bit of a break from the real competitive and just yeah. entered events just for personal stuff. But that kind of proved to me that oh, I can still be a bit competitive and I can yeah, still yeah, push yeah. myself and maybe my husband said maybe give it a go, see see how you get mm. on. You know, if you those duathlons always seem to me like like quite quite serious events because um like as soon as I see a bike or equipment or or like bike helmets and special shoes and stuff I think oh my goodness there's... when I did the duathlon I was a bit of the laughing stock actually <laughs> really? because I was um, I, I just don't really have a fancy bike you know I've got an old bike it's not these nice mm. light you know, you aerodynamic I don't have all the fancy yeah, yeah. shoes. I don't even have cleats. I just got rat traps, and I didn't even change my shoes. I just crossed the line, put a helmet on, stayed in my trainers. <laughs> so obviously, but it was my running. Obviously, yeah. I was a stronger runner, both on the first and the last leg. Mm. Um, Out of interest, when you came, when you went onto the run part of it, were you actually in the lead then after the bike, or were you? Did you take the lead, or how did um, it work? Sometimes in the run, I would take the lead. And then the, I was obviously set off on the bike and the lead. Some of the, the other girls was, would eventually catch me up on the bike, yeah. but I would try and kind of keep close to them. Okay. So they would then often be out of the pen off again the on the road. But then I come into my. You'd start the run and go, I can catch you, no I problem. I can catch you on that one. And because obviously the longer the distances went up, the mm. better I got at that. Because obviously that's my endurance side yeah. coming yeah. up. You know, I'm obviously, that showed that I'm a lot, I am obviously a more endurance athlete. Yeah. You know, I can do speed, but over a longer distance. Well, Must be a nice feeling that kind of like hitting the road on that final stretch of going, yep, yeah, I can nice catch you. Yeah, I was warmed up and in my groove. This is it, yep. the part run. I, it takes me a good three miles now to get into my groove mm. and, and, my, and my stride really. Um, okay. Brilliant. So you, so you actually won in 2015 and 16? It won the series in won the, the end, yeah. It won the series, yeah. Been, I didn't gosh. necessarily win any... It was very close, but it was like your cumulative time over the series. Okay, so, yeah. okay right. So I think so. I came second on a couple of them. It's very close, a very close second, but mm. my... But the overall series, series was one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And then obviously runner-up in 2017. So yeah, really, just remarkable achievement. I was, I was achievement. quite surprised at that, to be fair. Because mm. yeah. like I say, I know, they said, you've still got the same bike as what you did on yeah. the first one. I was like, yeah, because not really... Yeah, out where we live, I don't really have the facility to store a nice one of these nice. And it gets expensive bikes. as well. But, but, and that's bikes. what I found as well. To do triathlon and cycling and triathlons and that a little bit more, mm. um, it does cost a little bit more. Mm. With my running, I can just it's just yeah. my trainers really at the end yeah. of the day. Sort of 
the sort of yeah. stage of my life I've got well, I've got money but I need to be spent on other things at the Absolutely. moment as other opposed priorities. to a nice yep. bike you know that I don't yep. really have somewhere to keep really so. it, seems, you, it seems like I, I say the cycling is kind of like where you can buy speed but now obviously with the Nike trainers and the, the next percents and stuff like that they're all being oh yeah all under, those under a lot of scrutiny and new shoes there's yeah. a lot of They've got, yeah. they've got some they've got a i think nike have got another pair of shoes coming out soon and i think there's going to be some kind of ruling put in place at some point soon i think they're gonna i've never uh, never used the new uh, i was sort of having this debate when i went to get a new shoe fit last week about mm. them um and it was just a lot of people who have been running for a while don't really get on well with them it yeah, feels yeah. kind of weird you need to I, I, I don't know if they make you faster or not i don't know to be fair <laughs> when I was in the uh, Great South Run last year majority of people had these yeah. Nike ones on and um, did some yeah. of the other elite ladies wear them as well the, the new Nikes who sorry did some of the elite lady, lady uh, ladies in the um, Great uh, South Run were they wearing them as well yeah but like I said because I started in the elite field yeah. and I was there was quite a few people that do have those kind mm. of new Nike kind of shoes what was that like starting in the elite pen at the Great yeah, South Run really, <laughs> it was quite exciting it's an opportunity but it's um, for me obviously at club kind of league level my times are really oh, are quite good but obviously once you're so you, yeah, you knew elite, it was going to be a yeah, yeah I'm sort of in that in between stage really yeah, but what a, great, what a great experience it's and, sort of uh, like so I'm a little bit faster than something if I was to start with the fast paced club yeah, runners but yeah. then you know when you're in with the elite people who do it as a, as a job it's a great experience to be on the start line next to them mm. but actually it's quite a lonely experience and I've enjoyed the great south run when I've been back with the masses okay, to be that's honest and I've yeah. Yeah, run better actually when I've been back with yeah. the masses but a great opportunity as well to but it's a, it was a good opportunity I was a bit do it but like my husband said well you might it's an opportunity to do it yeah, isn't just it? go for you, it yeah. if you, it's just another experience you know so. you're more than qualified the, the cut off time was 63 minutes because you've more than done that on several occasions so it's not like you haven't mm. you've only it's not like you've just scraped in but obviously at that level it my must, must be not that quick so. <laughs> I can't ever imagine being like the elite pen with like Ben Connors and like uh, you know you see the Chris, men just start at the front of the masses don't they so it's a bit more lonely for the ladies because yeah. they do set the yeah. ladies off sort of just a little small group um, and it's just it's just unfortunate it means the last two years that I've done it, it there's only been like a field of like 12, 15 of us mm. I remember a few years back looking at the elite field and there was about 30 because I remember okay. my time in the masses would have put me sort of halfway through the table and of course right. then I give it a go and then it drops down to about 15 of us so you're <laughs> instantly much more exposed and yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, and actually because it's, they start that little bit about 20 minutes ahead of the masses you're actually the, the crowd support is not quite as much around the course yeah no, no, no one's kind of Cause, got cause there no one quite, and mm. it become, because it becomes so spread out you've got like elite elite and then you've got like the club elite it's a bit it's a big difference yeah. still between yeah. those two levels and it can get a bit lonely so but mm. I've, I did it you know yeah, I did it for an experience to say I've done it and yeah. tried it and wasn't really for me but it's been amazing like, I, can't, I can't just can't imagine what it's like being in there with like uh, the likes of um, Eilish McColgan and Jenny Nesbitt I Nesbitt's found it quite and, nervous even though it was yeah. all quite we were all quite friendly and relaxed in you know chatting with each other so before. they were all friendly and just yeah it was just yeah. like oh here we go then let's go for it you know but mm. it, it went, went from the line it was a little bit more nerve wracking because like, oh, it's quite exposed now mm. and, and obviously Eilish, Eilish ran such a good race oh she, she did last amazing. year didn't she what broke her mum's record yeah. didn't she and so yeah she was just flying wasn't she so it made everyone else look so much yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been so lucky the last couple of years when I'm crossing the line just for some strange reason I've managed to um, to just stop and get and chat with Chris Thompson 
the last for the last couple of years and I actually said to him this year I said oh last year I met you at this, this exact same spot oh, and, we, and we took a we took a photo and everything and he was like oh yeah he's like do you want a photo again I'm like yeah cool <laughs> let's go for it so we uh, yeah cool, it was, it was yeah. really nice yeah they're they're all, they're always really friendly and willing to chat all the uh, all the elites yeah. it's just so great that's what I love about running it's just just great yeah. I mean last year it's like two weeks after I've done another marathon so t- really. Can take a while to flush a marathon out your legs, so I was mm. <laughs> feeling a bit deflated before I'd even <laughs> approached the line. To be fair, oh. but it was just I wasn't going to, and a few of the friends from another club said, "If we all do it, we're all similar pace. At least we won't be quite as the mm. elites can go off. But then if they if we know we're all similar kind of pace, at least there'll be a little bit of a group of us. Yeah, that's but of nice. course, um, they hadn't all done a marathon two weeks before, whereas I had, and it was just like, okay, I can really, you, yeah, you know, sort of yeah. seven and a half miles. It's like now I can feel what I've done. Mm. Now I know why you need more than two but weeks like between really, races. Yeah. But that's a learning yeah. experience. It's yeah. learning. You're always happy to run it yourself, and you, you don't see part of learning as well. And you have to learn from your mistakes as well. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so um, obviously, I don't want to, I don't want to keep you for too long but i just wanted to, to briefly touch on um you now run for portsmouth athletics city of portsmouth, city of yeah. portsmouth athletics yeah and uh, good club and stuff like that. obviously you, you don't train with them as much as, uh, as i do like most of the training on my own but that's more like you say like you mentioned earlier the timing of sessions mm. and obviously i'll work with the nature of my job is um um, working evenings as well so it's can you tell us a bit about the job it's, itself like? so I'm a group exercise instructor so I teach um, exercise classes um, okay. so at various fitness centres oh, yeah, gyms right. yeah, we community yeah, centres yeah, yeah, yeah. um, has it got has the business got a name or anything just in case anybody well, wants to I know well I can't write I go under Emma Jolly Fitness but most of my businesses I'm kind of freelancing on behalf of the gyms and I've got a uh, couple right. of my own community classes set up at Baffins um, for Pilates so okay. can people Monday. google you and, or you've got a Facebook page or anything I've got a or? Facebook page Emma okay. Jolly Fitness so okay there you go anybody listening who wants to uh, get in touch <laughs> so it tells you a little bit about the classes yeah. so across the week um, I predominantly teach like early morning spin classes and then I tend to go out back to work in the evenings a bit more obviously I've got a few in the day now he's a bit older and he's at school mm. but I tend to work beginning and the end of the day um, yeah so okay. that I can do school runs be with him in the holidays be with him if he's off sick inset days that kind of thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah just doing it around all the time be a mum as well as yeah. trying to fit your training yeah. in and it's difficult isn't it life's yeah. pressures yeah um, I've, I've got to ask speaking about all these medals and stuff that you've won where do you keep them all because it must be a load. Um, <laughs> You've got like a treasure box. I've got we've got a little hanger on the wall upstairs where I've got like a little metal hanger, and I try and keep them like five k's, ten k's. But it's you getting a little bit. It wall, is getting a little bit full, yeah. and then I've got obviously various trophies and things, um, and we're just kind of starting to run out of room. So I've got some of the mum's mm. most precious kind of trophies. Yeah. Um, on display because my husband said it's nice to have something on display otherwise yeah. what's the point yeah. um but a lot of them i've just got a massive great big box um okay. where, the, where i keep them all so i can keep them all but yeah <laughs> have you have you by any chance got a got a photo of you with any of your trophies and medals and stuff like that because I'd, I'd love to use one for the um for, for when the show's announced to, to yeah, go out yeah well, i've got a few um, really trophies good. and stuff i'll have to get you to send me one uh, i've got the big cup because i've uh the last couple of years of where i've run so well the last couple of years i've managed to somehow win the Hampshire Road Race League so wow, you get right. big, okay. well you get a big trophy to keep for a year that gets your name on it and then you get mm. a smaller one to keep so you can, you can drink drink the chocolate milkshake out of it yeah, after a race. Be, no, yeah exactly <laughs> um, so that's quite a big one that obviously I have to hand back 
for next season. But, Fantastic. Um, now, obviously, I know we've we've probably skipped out a lot of your results and and um, a lot of like your your successes in running and stuff like that. But we have kind of it's been nice to draw that timeline and just see how you, how your running's progressed yeah. and and especially moving down to Portsmouth and running here. But looking ahead and stuff, what are your what are your like long term goals for this year? Have you got or next year? Have you got any um anything you want to you want to do with the running or anything you want to try? Or, or what are you going to continue doing? Um, I didn't. The last few months, I sort of been feeling. Like I really enjoyed the marathon last year. I kind of surprised myself with being able to do the sub three at marathon. So yeah, um, and then, So I was really pleased to do that, and um, obviously got my PB in ten miles and half marathons in the process somehow. So twenty nineteen was a really good year. Yeah. So la- last year was a really good year. Got all my PBs, and so this year I've decided that I want to concentrate more now on the longer stuff. I feel like I'm okay. naturally more suited to the longer stuff. It suits my niggles and the injuries and stuff that mm. I keep getting now, and and I just you know, enjoy that. Kind and of you get stuff to take really. all that speed and experience and that base. And it's also a bit of a, learn, a new challenge as well yeah. because I mean I would still love the ultimate is I still love to try and just get that sub sixty. I was so close to getting that sub oh, sixty so ten. So okay. I've not quite hit sub sixty. I, okay. I was thirty seconds. I just need oh. to take that. You know, I had a really annoying year with times last year. It was like That's I wanted, to, I wanted <laughs> to try and get a sub sixty ten and I, a sub eighty half, and I was one second. I did eighty minutes and one second for the half marathon. Oh. I'm really annoyed. And then I did um, sixty okay. minutes and thirty seconds so for ten. Some... So they're big yep. PBs. They could. I was pleased with them, but I'm just so annoyingly close. Um, but I kind of feel like I'm just a bit fed up of trying to chase those times. Maybe if I just take a step back, relax, mm. and I think I need some more challenge now. So going up to the marathon. Um, could we to... expect maybe something longer than a marathon one day? Yeah, that is that is going through my head I'd like the idea of the okay. longer stuff I do like the idea of having a go at an ultra okay. starting off with just a 50k to start with and then not none of these real super crazy <laughs> ones that you do not not for time yeah, I yeah. think the only thing is if I do ultras I do need to do them off load I, I enjoy yeah. trails trail running I'd, I'd like to try and do, go longer and do more trail running mm. I combine I'd my cross country and my road but most yeah. of them I see are which is good just you know finding the time to, to to train because mm. obviously living down in South Sea, it's, you've got to kind of get the time to go out up onto the trails, and obviously logistically sometimes um, yeah, having the car really, at weekends really and stuff to do that can be quite difficult. So that's... Well, when you do, <laughs> tap us up and let us know because um, you know it'd be great to get you up into QE Country Park. Obviously, you know QE Country Park. Very yeah, well. I, I love do going. Sometimes I swap my long runs round when he's at school in the week and take the car yeah. up when I've got the car to fit those in, especially mm. for the marathon. But yeah, so for the next bit I've just got another race uh, I've got two sort of main races before uh, the end of the season really it's like I'm racing 20 miles for the county mm-hmm. I made the county team for that again at the beginning of March Good. and then I've got another marathon in April so I'm going to see if I can try and get it a is little that Brighton bit. or I'm doing Boston UK wow <laughs> I'm glad you said UK because I always get yeah, confused no, with yeah, yeah. it's on the same weekend but um, I fancied something a bit different. I did London. I thought yep. I've been to London, got my sub three at London. So cool. that's I thought now I want it's like a lot of I've tended to get all my PVs on slightly less mm. commercial, less busier kind of courses, you okay. know. And I don't know if that helps Great. me relax, go with the flow a little bit more. Boston, it's got a good report. I've had a few friends that have done it. It's somewhere we can make a weekend out of it as well. Great. Um, so Fantastic. I'm going to give luck. it a go and see if I can get a little bit quicker now that I've learned a little bit more about trying to take mm. on fuel when you run. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Big, big learning thing. That's so, that's a that's that's a that's it's a, good um, to learn. 
and take on new challenges so that you because you can get tired mentally sometimes mm. you hit a little bit of a mental block if you're just doing the same races the same distances yeah. you hit a point oh, yeah, yeah, and sure. then it's just like take a step back take on a new challenge yeah. you know when you need to shift maybe, things around a maybe bit, come yeah. back to them in a few years if not there's several directions yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think there's a lot I could learn from you Emma you're so sensible with it really. it just seems like it's so logical doesn't it sometimes you just have to and, fit it with your yeah. life and, and what works like you say some of these niggles and injuries are long standing they're not ever going to go so it's about accepting that managing that and working yeah, with, with that now you know so okay. well thanks that's just been so interesting and there's like I said there's just so much content there you've done so, you've been amazing so much so much racing so much training I mean it's it's incredible that you've kind of stayed relatively injury free and and obviously I think that just goes hand in hand with the way that you're sensible and you listen to your body and you, you've got everything nailed in terms of eating and balancing the family kind of running life yeah. so yeah it's, it's it's been really really interesting and fascinating and um, the way I like to finish these podcasts off is going to some what I call recovery run questions. Okay. So uh, we, all, we all enjoy a recovery run. Okay. So, uh, these are just um, kind of like fast questions, so just feel free to answer them however you want. Um, who would you say in your life has been a source of, of inspiration, whether it's for running or just generally? Somebody who's inspired you. Oh dear. Um, <laughs> I, def- I definitely have to say, um, from a running point of view, definitely Paula Radcliffe, Joe Pavey, but obviously my little boy, he's a big really yeah, good de- definitely he's one that makes me want to keep pushing to try and make that's him lovely. proud really yeah. that's lovely that's really <laughs> nice yeah I, I completely um, relate to that yeah it's, it's fantastic good answer um what, what's your favorite uh, running workout to do in build up to a race like a favorite a favorite session that you do oh dear um <laughs> and i know it will vary between distances but just something that sticks out in your, in your head i kind of i suppose one that crosses all distances is um quite like doing like a little mixed up tempo type pyramid session i find that quite a good one for all distances when you go out and do a pyramid run you know okay. where you're doing like a set distance or a set time mm-hmm. and then a little bit doing a bit more building it up okay. so I sometimes do that on the seafront you know and i find that's quite a nice fun little mix-up session it combines mm. a little bit of tempo running slow running speed mm. it i kind of quite like doing like that a mix Just of intensity and threshold threshold yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it gets okay. everything yeah nice uh what are your favorite running shoes brooks are you a brooks i'm hey, a brooks okay. fan yeah <laughs> always running brooks <laughs> fantastic are those what you're running in at the moment yeah yeah i've done um i've always found i've suffered less injuries with them they suit me my running style and obviously i've got all my pbs today in yeah. that so <laughs> people who know me know i'm a hawker fan yeah right? <laughs> anytime you want to try them let me know <laughs> i've given them a go i do think if i go more towards ultra mm. i think they'll suit me when i do ultras yeah. but at the moment up to marathon distance mm. i'm happy with my brooks, well they're the shoes themselves were born in the mountains of France, so they were they were made for kind yeah, of like so I don't think initially for running faster downhill. So yeah, um, yeah. When, when when that time comes, let me know. I think I might. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you could go and race um, anywhere uh, right now, where where would you go? So like a favourite place that you've been running, or or somewhere you'd like to ideally run anywhere in the world? I've I've never ran abroad. I have never done a race abroad. Um, okay. So I guess it would be quite nice to go and do. A marathon abroad i'm not quite sure which one i don't really have one any... of the majors or something or uh, or something I'd, different I'd, tokyo I'd, maybe or... yeah one of those would be it would be a nice experience to do it i okay. think at some point if so just I a can. marathon overseas uh, a marathon overseas at some point would be nice yeah good um what favorite thing do you like to do uh, in between family running and, and so something completely different to like a hobby that you, that you like to do um 
I, I do play instruments and I do like art and crafts. I d yeah, I don't have as much time for those, but I do like doing arts and crafts and sometimes getting my instruments out a little bit. So, Instr instrument? Uh, what, what uh, clarinet, saxophone. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, wow, okay. So, yeah, I do like to do a little bit of that. Um, Fantastic, so you're a musician as well, okay. Brilliant. Um, yeah. Um, anything I think I think we've touched on this a little bit anything that you afraid are afraid of before a race um, I don't I used to get a lot more nervous um, I wouldn't really say there's anything particular I'm really afraid of okay. really now I, I guess obviously when you go in for cross country races you always think I don't want to get injured <laughs> fall yeah, over. you fall yeah. over you know miss a trip over a tree stump or something like that or mm. it's just that fear of getting injured isn't it now yeah. you know that's the okay. thing so staying on your feet it's staying yeah <laughs> um, what's your favourite running route in Portsmouth uh, the, the one I do a lot really is the one where I go if, if the tide's out enough I'll drop down onto the beach from the pier um, if it's not I'd stay on the prom and I like to go up the little track up Eastern Road the little off road coastal path mm -hmm. and then through Foxy's Forest so I can kind of keep it all nice and nice and on the track on the trail. Not, not on the trails as much as okay. I can away from the, the traffic as much as I can yeah yeah I do the same route as well if I go around the city so it's around like the city yeah it's yeah. about yeah unless obviously if I've got access to the car then yeah going out of town and up out into the downs and the hills is definitely my kind of thing okay and as this is a podcast kind of learning a little bit about yourself um if it's takeaway evening uh what what, what kind of takeaway would you go for <laughs> oh i do like fish and chips fish and chips <laughs> yeah, i do okay. like fish and chips yeah, yeah. i'm a big fan of fish and chips as well <laughs> um and also finally what what music do you do you listen to at the moment have you got like a favorite band or something that you that you're I've into i've got quite a very generic broad taste of music i'm very into like acoustic artists so i'm a big um tracy chapman Joni mitchell carol king kind okay. of musician i even like country and western wow okay yeah. been, and, and to, been to see dolly and she's cool oh, she's, really? she's amazing yeah amazing. big dolly fan as well so wow. amazing. <laughs> brilliant and then finally just um a question that i ask all guests um um your opinion on the running in Portsmouth, and I know we spoke about this before we started recording and stuff like that, like, because um, actually we said about how connected and how healthy and, and everything feel the running community feels in Portsmouth. Have you got your own opinion on on it, generally? I I just think it's great. I mean, obviously, I haven't I've been down here eleven years, so I can't speak for back home really um, at the moment. But definitely, the running community down here is just so friendly and so supportive and so encouraging it's and even within other clubs within hampshire as well you know the mm. friends I've, I've got even though like i'm in competition with them it's really weird because we're like really good friends when you're not in the race you know yeah. on facebook out of running it's just Something so friendly yeah, yeah and just generally yeah. down portsmouth it's it's kind of it's so good it's kind of like there's not really any separate clubs it's kind of like portsmouth has just one great big running club because you know you've got friends from yeah, all the different clubs that train like club. with each other mm. you know bathrooms train with some of the joggers joggers train with some city uh, it's just so many different clubs and we just all friend and different people meet up for different runs regardless of what club you're from yeah. or you know it's just and it often just ends in like high-fiving people on the seafront when you're out uh, running and yeah seeing, you yeah. know it's very very rare that you go out for a run and don't see another runner and yeah. that you don't know who who isn't friendly and obviously the park run down here is is huge now and obviously mm. the way that works makes it a very encouraging supportive yeah. experience so yeah it's a Portsmouth and Hampshire as a whole you know just really really it's good, to know good, that it good well. strong amazing. sociable running community yeah. yeah 
Emma, the last thing I can say is just a huge thank you for coming. I know I've taken <laughs> so you. much of your time already. No, so, it's uh, fine. <laughs> it's, been, it's been really interesting. And I know we could have spoken about so much more and yeah. stuff. But it'll be great, like, in the future, if this podcast is still running in a couple of years' time, get you back on and see how, see see how, how things have progressed changed. and yeah, see how you found your first 50K. And <laughs> yeah, no, I'm yeah, hoping, so. hoping maybe... Um, I just want to finish this season now. I've got a few more Hampshire Road Race Leagues. See if I can do a hat-trick with the Hampshire Road Race League. Good. That would be quite good. See good if I luck. can win it for a third season would be quite nice. But it's not my A race. Um, well, I look forward to following yeah, that. Just and, try uh, and um, keep injury free, which, yeah. Um, yeah. You're a huge inspiration <laughs> to runners out there. Thank you so much, Emma. Thank you. Thanks Take for care. having me. <laughs>